T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen. On the fan. It is a final and a stunner again between the Brewers and the Cubs, only the results are not good. A Brewers 4-2 to shocker lost in Game 2 of this three-game set. Welcome, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, Austin, Texas is here. And a 4-2 loss to the Cubs, and I don't even know who to blame on this one. There's enough blame to go around on this one. I'm going to play the blame game tonight. That's what we're going to do. Well, of course, we, we point to Josh Hader. Dude, um, two strike pitches, what are you doing? I mean, that's where I would you know point to. Uh, the pitches are too fat. With two strikes, they're too fat. You get Rizzo up. You're, you're up in the count on Rizzo 0-2. You're up to Hayward 1-2, and both of them stun you. Rizzo for a base hit, Hayward for a three-run go-ahead home run in the bottom of the top of the ninth inning. Are you kidding me? That's the moment there. Those are the moments right there because I, I'm not sure who's who's in charge of calling those pitches. If it's Narvaez, uh, Hayter's got full right to shake a little bit. Hayter's got to hit his spots. I get all that part of it. All right, I'm going to go back to – uh, on the blame game, I'm going to go back to the Brewers' offense. You can't tack on. Nothing. After the two-run shot by Brawny, nothing. 12 up, 12 down after the two-run home run. That played a big part of the blame game in this one. This is a huge loss. This is a big loss. And I'm not saying that the season's over or anything like that, but I'm just saying you had that team back on their heels. You had that team, that Chicago Cub team, reeling. And they knew it. No chirping in the dugout. No nonsense going on. You had this one. You were given a gift in the ninth inning. Schwarber tries to lay down a bunt with two strikes. I don't know what you're thinking there, but you get a gift there. And then just after that, Hater implodes. And this goes back again. Part of the play. If you want to react on this, I'd love to hear it. 414-799-1250. You go back, and I'm not saying they're going to change course now. They're not going to reverse course and uh, not have Josh Hader be a be a a close guy. But you, you have to think about it moving forward, don't you? I mean, this guy's a weapon. This this Josh Hader's a weapon to be used in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, or all of them. 
Yeah, I never did like, and you guys know that from listening to this show. I just, I'm not a big fan of Josh Hader being the closer. Not. And he's going to give up some runs some, some days. Um, but this one, I, I'm just, I'm just stunned by this. You, you're, you're in cruise control, a two zip lead. Williams does his job in the eighth inning. Yeah, the bullpen was outstanding today. You get a scratch early. You fight your way through this. Brett Anderson was scratched prior to the game. Brent Suter, emergency start. He goes three scoreless. I'm good with that. Freddie Peralta, although hit hard uh, in this ball game, uh, gets away with two scoreless. And then you get Eric Yardley, an inning and a third scoreless. And you get Alex Claudio pitching in, two-thirds scoreless. Then you get Devin Williams doing his thing, one scoreless. And you let him off the hook. Unbelievable. I, unbelievable. I can't tell you how angry I am in this one. I mean, can we just have a happy highlight one time, Austin? Can we just go with the uh, Ryan Braun home run, a two-run shot? This, this was when times were happy. Check this out. Two and two on Braun. High fly center field back half to nothing Brewers. Oh, and Braun with some style points to go along with it. It's his fourth home run of the season. Boy, he tattooed that baseball. He waited back. He got a sinker fastball right down the middle of the plate. Another mistake by Kyle Hendricks. He made two mistakes in that inning. A base hit to Vogelbach. And Ryan Braun rides one out of here on a fastball right down the middle of the plate. And he puts a good swing on it. And the Brewers have a 2 to nothing lead. Well, look at that swing from Brawny. Boy, how important is it for Braun to be able to stay in the lineup the rest of the way? Makes such a difference. Just his presence in the batting order. Big fly gives the Brewers a lead. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when Braun is in these ball games right here. He was pimping that thing, too. I mean, he, there's, there's nothing Ryan Braun likes more than, than beating on the Cubs. But the Cubs get the last laugh here. 414-799-1250. Uh, you, you then go 12 consecutive batters set down by Hendricks and company. And that didn't help either. That's part of this, too. I mean, you, you, you have to get to him in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Kimbrell, you let him off the hook. I mean, he's a powder keg waiting to happen. You set the table in the ninth inning. First two runners aboard, two on, nobody out, and you're one swing away from stunning them again in the ninth inning. Just just horrible. Just It's, it's a horrible loss. At the worst possible time, you, again, guys, you had this team back on their heels, and they knew it. You knew it. I knew it. This Cub team has not been good since their first two weeks of the season. They've been – look at their averages. You could, you could say their offense sucks. Now, again, the Brewers pitching staff as a whole, guys, they, they, they were amazing. 27 consecutive scoreless innings for this pitching staff until that ninth inning. Just couldn't get the 28th. And Josh Hader, 0-2 base hit, 1-2-3 run home run. Come on, Josh. Too fat at the plate. Fat two-strike pitches. Horrible. Horrible. I mean, you got to lock this thing down. You, uh, you, if you're going to get on this roll, and I still think they can, but if you're going to maintain the roll, that's the one you got to have. 
let the eight to one game get away. Who cares? You went with Devin Williams and Josh Hader two consecutive nights, and you went one and one. Tomorrow is, is it's Dangerland. Tomorrow, late in the game, I'll tell you that right now because they're you know your offense didn't pad anything to prevent you from using those guys again. The Chevy MVB in this ball game. Gosh, I don't even know where to go. It's got to be Braun, right? It got to be Braun Ryan Braun. Braun or who? Brent Suter. Yeah, or Suter. I mean, he strikes out six in three scoreless innings in an emergency situation. You got him off to a great start. But, yeah, I mean, Braun, Braun with a two-run home run big against the Cubs. You, you probably have to give it to him. Yeah, there's your Chevy MVB. Check out the 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Uh, Mike, uh, down in my neck of the woods in Kenosha. What's going on, Mike? You're you're on the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Hey, hey, Tim. It's the first time I've called in this year. Um, I really haven't been watching a ton this year because I, this team is just so they're just so bad to watch. I, you know, they, this is frustrating tonight because it's the Cubs. But I can't. This team is going nowhere, Tim. I appreciate your optimism, but this team has no chance to do anything. And, and if you want to play the blame game, the blame is on David Stearns for all this. His offseason was an utter catastrophe. And not trading Josh Hader at the deadline for, I'm assuming they could have got a pretty nice haul for him. And I'm assuming they're thinking that he was going to contribute to a quote-unquote playoff team. It's just a, it's going to be a horrible mistake. I'm sorry to say, and I'm not saying that because he blew the game tonight. I know he's been really good this year, but I guess this team has nothing. They're they're painful to watch, and yeah, you know, you get sucked in. I get sucked in for like the first time all year tonight, and then that happens, and it just, it, it, yeah, it's brutal. It's but, cr- Mike, I'll keep you right here. Hold on, I'll let you respond yeah. because uh, you know you mentioned the Stearns offseason. I think it's flying under the radar a little bit. It may have been more exposed had the season gone 162 than a crazy sideways pandemic sort of shutdown kind of season. I, I think uh, I, I think that it's kind of hidden a little bit here. If indeed, if indeed that was the case, Logan Morrison, you know, signed and launched. Justin Smoke, same thing. Brock Holt, same thing. Justin Grimm, same thing. It may have been more exposed had it been 162, but it's now being exposed in the shortened season. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, that's a good point. I, you could almost argue, I don't know if this is accurate, but I feel like what he did in the offseason might have been, and I think Council said it, might have been more geared toward 162 with all these platoons and matchups and hot hands, and it's just it just hasn't worked out. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know Stearns has done a great job, and, and they've got to get under the radar signs. It's worked out for them, but... When you sign five or six guys that nobody else wants, I can't. It doesn't feel like it's a big surprise that this has happened. But I, I, I wanted them to trade Hater. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm not. You know, you may be right, Tim. You know, and I may be wrong, obviously. But this team is. They have no chance to do anything, and and it was stupid to hang on to a guy for a month and a half of a shortened season that's going nowhere. They got to be thinking about what they can do next year and the year after. In my opinion, this year's done. And if they had any hope, maybe tonight was like a little flicker and it just all fell apart in the ninth. And, and that's that. I mean, they, they have no chance. 
That's crazy. And, and yeah, all right, Mike. Hey, great talking to you again. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. See how it, see how it snowballs. See how it snowballs. Then you start lumping in the off season. And and hey, I'm not I'm not saying Mike's point is wrong. But see how the snowballs. I, I'm not sure about trading uh, Josh Hader. I would not have done that. Although I haven't seen the offers, we'll never really know the offers. But I will say this, that I don't like him as a closer. I don't. Why? Not because he's not good. He was horrible tonight. Awful. Two strike pitches. That's inexcusable right there. Against lefties. On top of it. 0-2 to Rizzo, he slaps a base hit. What are you doing? you got to bury the slider. You're going to throw a slider to Rizzo on 0-2? You better bury that thing. Hopefully he gets himself out. That that ball should have been a fastball up and in. That's where the hole is on Rizzo. Everyone knows it. Challenge him up and in. He's shortening up the stroke. He's looking for plate coverage, and he's got great plate coverage. Don't get me wrong. What are you doing leaving a 0-2 pitch fat to, to Anthony Rizzo? Horrible. Just a horrible executed uh, pitch, maybe call, and then execution. Um, he needs to be a weapon like he was. You need to find a closer. Is it Devin Williams? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you sign a closer in the offseason. Then you've got Hayter and Devin Williams. You get through six innings, that's a win with a good closer. 799-1250. Um, let's see here. Turning point in this one to me with Great Lakes Dragway, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway, Union Grove, Wisconsin, track rental and event information at greatlakesdragway.com, our good friends. I, it, it's literally the 0-2 pitch to Rizzo to me turn this game. That was the turning point. Baez slaps a base hit early in the count, fine. He's aggressive, whatever. It's a one-out base hit. You're still... You're still in the lead, two zip. You got one out, a ground ball, and game's over. And then you go 0-2 to the pinch hitter Rizzo. I hated that hit right there, and I knew something was up as soon as he slapped that base hit. All right, let me get in uh, Brian here. Brian, what's on your mind, the blame game tonight? <laughs> well, unfortunately, when Hater's bad, he's he's really bad, and we've seen that, what, twice here in the last two weeks? Uh, yeah. He imploded. The other game where he walked, what, four or five runners, man, um, you know, that that's just the thing about Hayter is when he's good, he's really good. But when he's bad, he's pretty bad. And uh, I agree with you. you. You can't have him closing games anymore. I mean, it's we've just seen it, like you said, twice in the last two weeks where he's, he's completely given up the game. Um, you know, I, it, it's it's uh, difficult because, you know, they're they're getting good. Uh, pretty good starting pitching. Um, it just seems like uh, every now and then they just seem to give up the uh, the game from the pen, which is a little bit uh, different than we've seen in the past. It it is, and without Phelps, that doesn't help things at all either. No, um, you know, and and you know, people talking about off season moves. I didn't like the Jerko move. I I always liked him. He always seemed to kill the Brewers when they when he played <laughs> against Milwaukee, and uh, you know, he's just a seasoned. Uh, seasoned veteran that knows how to play the game um yeah. i think he's the guy that maybe they can use 
at first base going forward, even next year. So, you know, yeah, maybe I do like him off the bench. I really do, and I, I think there's a guy that that versatile first and third can can DH if indeed that's the way the league goes. Brian, thanks for the call, man. I it's the hater thing. This is sick. This is you guys know how much I hate the Chicago Cubs. That's well documented over my uh, you know 15 years here. Hate them. Got a headache right now. My uh, my my stomach is hurting. Uh, my bowels are loosening. Uh, there's just a lot going on. It physically gets to me. I physically get moved in a, in a in a movement sort of way, a bowel movement sort of way, by my hatred of the Chicago Cubs. And when you lose it this way, when you are in the driver's seat and that team is looking at you like they're coming. They're coming for us again. And you let them off the hook here in the ninth inning. That's disgusting. Horrible. 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 You've made moves quicker this year. You've admitted the moves are going to be quicker as you come down the stretch. Let's see what they do with Josh Hader. Is Devin Williams your closer now? I'm not saying he is or he isn't. But for you guys, is he now? You've made moves quick on Brock Holt. You made moves with Justin Grimm. You made moves with all these other guys. You're launching them, banishing these guys to Siberia because you have to make quicker moves this year. But now you're going to a huge game against the Chicago Cubs, and you blow it, and Josh Hader blows it. You're going to move him? I'm not saying move him out of the organization. I'm just saying move him from the, from the closer role. I'd have to think about it. I would. Now, he's unavailable until at least, let's see, tomorrow's Sunday. They've got a doubleheader on, on, on Monday. You may not see Josh Hader again until Tuesday. All right, 799-1250. Got a break. I'm, I'm going to try and heal up. Pop some ibuprofen. Take a drink of water. Take a couple of deep breaths. You guys make heads or tails out of this because this is sick. Brewers lose game two of this three-game set, 4-2 final. Bayview Shade and Blind post-game show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind post-game show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on The Fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Uh, 4-2 stunner as the uh, yeah that team uh, beat the Brewers tonight. I- I'm pissed. And I-, and I will say this, that I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm not going to show tomorrow because of this game right here tonight. I-, I Just the whole smell of it, the whole feel of it, I ain't doing a show tomorrow. So... You know, enjoy your Packer coverage. Not happening. I'll get you ready for the game on deck show at noon tomorrow, but uh, I'm, I'm not doing a post-game show. I can't handle it. My blood pressure's up. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I will say this, that, um, you know, when, when, when I retire or kick the bucket or whatever, um, it's probably going to be uh, me being hauled out in a body bag after a Cub loss, honestly. They're going to have to just haul me out of this studio. That's, that's what it's going to have to be. 799-1250, your thoughts on this. This is a huge loss. 
especially the way it shook out. I would have much preferred a 9-zip Cubs win tonight. I would have much preferred that. Get everything going for you. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game. We'll get to a fun thing with Brent Suter. We're going to hear from Brent Suter coming up. Uh, Craig Council, I understand, doesn't have the greatest body language at all. Just I don't know what he's going to say. I haven't heard it. So we'll have Craig Council coming up for you in just a bit. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game. That whole ninth inning. Two strike fat pitches by Hater. Knock it off. Come on, dude. Especially the one to Rizzo. That one really got me. It didn't surprise me. You know, Austin, you and I were, were together during that entire ninth inning, how it all shook out. What did I tell you after uh, Hayward's homer? You're probably going to have to go get Hayter because he's given up more. Yep, they're going to pour it on. Yep, and they did. Next batter, a home run. So Thankfully, uh, it was let's only go to, one, not that it mattered. but it, it, was only, it was only one. All right, Paul in Chicago, you're next. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Yeah, I, Tim, I agree. This was a really lazy-looking performance. Uh, no concentration. And not only the Rizzo, but the Baez pitches. That pitch, I mean, um, he's a struggling hitter. I mean, you, you don't you yep. blow him away, too. You don't just throw. The thing with Baez is you just do not throw middle of the plate with him. You throw it anywhere else, and you're going to get a swing and a miss. But these pitchers pitch him down the middle. Now, the one thing with this hater is, uh, and I, I have to admit, I've been watching a lot of Bucks, you know, over Brewers. But um, this with this fifty game thing. But the the times I've I have tuned in um, <clears throat> is, which is usually I usually do tune in. But um, when I see Hater, I don't see him. He's been in this closer role all year, right? I mean, he he's been yeah. just pitching that ninth inning. And I doesn't that have to do with Stearns and that arbitration process and the the animosity that that brought on? Hater's agent probably said, "Look, you know that's fine. You're going to screw us by not paying us. Well, he's not going to be pay, playing that uh, you know multiple inning role anymore." I'm just wondering. I'm just thinking out loud. Maybe that's something you could talk to Adam about because that's the role he's dangerous in is those two innings, you know, uh, situational uh, coming in in the middle of the game and stopping some, you know, critical point. Yep. And I don't see that anymore. It's like that disappeared all of a sudden. No, it, and, it did. And I've been against this whole hater being in the closer role from the start. Here's why. He can chew up more innings. He can control more games at a pivotal point, a turning point in a ball game, and it's the element of surprise. The other team doesn't know when you're going to unleash this dude. So they go yeah. out of their game and try and press. They press in the fourth and fifth innings because they knew that you know, maybe haters coming in to shut us down, to set it up for these guys at the end. And, and nothing last year. You know, He gave up a lot of home runs last year. It's like what that, that doesn't put him in the that didn't earn him the ninth inning closer you know uh position uh from what he did last year he's a dangerous pitcher but he's got to be in certain a certain role the way they used him in 2018 and parts of last year and it's really i just that whole arbitration thing with the way stern handled that and just didn't pay a guy who clearly deserved it well it, in his it, next it, contract it, paul I, i'm going to tell you this um, in his in his next contract, he's going to have games finished 
as an incentive. I can tell you that right now. So and you it's might probably see going on right now. It, it it could it could be going on right now, and it, and 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 you may see through another RV year that he goes back to the chameleon role. It's it's possible. Yeah, thanks a lot. Tim. All right, all right, take it easy. I'm just, I'm just pissed. Uh, where where do you want to go here, Austin? Uh, let's go, Todd in Watertown. Todd, what's up, dude? Uh, howdy, Timmy. I'm disgustingly pissed. I almost didn't call tonight because I was so. Uh, I just, I, I, if I could swear, I would swear, and it would be. It, it, I did. I was just. I can tell you, I can't count on hands and feet of yours and mine how many f bombs I dropped in that night. Oh, I can, I can it, promise you that. Yeah, there was a lot was, I can confirm. <laughs> oh, boys, I, I, it, it was just disgusting, and and I'm sitting there thinking, I, I had, you know, I had a good vibe when uh, when Bronny came in, just like last night. Did this thing, we're up, and and I, I was looking at the lineup, right? And when they when they put Williams in, I'm thinking, no, switch it, switch, put Heater in now, and put Devin in as the closer. Because if you look at it, I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't know all the stats on that, but if you look at the the, the majority role that Heater has faced, he's faced. Most of the bums at the bottom of the order, and when I saw Rizzo put his helmet on, licking his chops because he was going up against Hater, it was uh, it, it was a done deal. And and, and and what about you know? Uh, last night I wanted to make a point, and you made it after uh, after I called in was was with Nottingham. What great games that guy that that mm-hmm. guy. Uh, games he is called. I, I wonder how Omar yeah. Narvaez is involved here in some of these incidents. Exactly. I, exactly. Yep. I wondered about that too. And and Nottingham for the you, you know he he's been fantastic coming in for uh, uh, for Pena. Yeah. And and it was like boy he's called such good games. And uh, after this I'm just um well, I mean, there's there's been some worse Cub losses. I I will say that, but this is a big one. This is one of the bigger ones. I I will say that, Todd. I gotta I gotta turn you loose, but always a pleasure. Uh, I I will say this about Josh Hader. He still is back to back National League reliever of the year. He is still really good. He is still very effective. I just don't like the pitch calls there, and I definitely don't like the location. You get 0-2 on Rizzo, you're going to throw a slider, bury it. Bury it in the dirt. I mean, come on. I think they got greedy there. He wanted to strike him out on three consecutive sliders. That's what I think happened there. Um, let me Let me see here. Before I say anything else, that's stupid. <laughs> Uh, we are going to hear from Josh Hader, too, by the way. Uh, we'll hear from Craig Council. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, how about Justin? Should we go to Justin? Let's go to Justin. You're hey, Tim. Oh, man. I mean, it, two things. Uh, th- those are like season-changing games, and that yes. was a season-changing victory, we thought, right? I think that's something you were yep. thinking. Yep, yep. And, and then now it's a season-changing loss in some ways. Um, yeah, it hurts. And then if you see the replay, uh, who's catching tonight? His head, he put his hand in his head <laughs> when the second home run the ninth yeah. left Miller Park. 
Yeah, it's just hard. It's hard. I still have faith in them, like you, but that was a season-changing It game. could be. It, it could very well be, Justin. That's a great point. A season-changing loss, considering where it was in the game, considering where it was in that ninth inning, considering one out, base is empty. You're two outs away from really doing the deed on that Cub team. You may have cost yourself a victory tomorrow on this. You might have. It's one of those games where you're just like, yeah, that's that's why I'm not doing a show tomorrow afternoon. So you make other plans to uh, in, enjoy your football. Let's get uh, Mike in before we uh, get to Craig Council. Mike, you're on the Baby Shade and Blind post game show. Jimmy, you're really not going to do the show. You need me to come. I'm not. Time. No, I'm not. I'm telling you right now, I'm not. So I don't know who they're going to have do it, or maybe they just don't do a show. I don't. I, I really don't care. I'll just come in there and talk about the Packers more. You know, I was. I had my first notes. I'll be quick. I know you're up against. I was so happy seeing Braun do Braun things and the defense and the hitting and the pitching, and then along came Hater. They're gonna die with Hater. It's gonna happen. He's had bad innings lately. You agree mm-hmm. on that? I think they miss Jeffries, and maybe we need more Devin Williams. And who do you got in the Packer game? Ah, uh, boy, I hadn't even thought about it. Listen tomorrow morning, Fantasy Football Weekly, and then I'll, right. gi- I'll, I'll give you my prediction. Yeah, All right, yeah. Have but, one by the for way, me, Tim. All right, yeah, you got it. Uh, by the way, yeah, Fantasy Football Weekly tomorrow, full slate of games outside of the Chiefs and Texans. Uh, 14th season of Fantasy Football Weekly tomorrow morning at 10, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. So looking forward to talking to you guys about fantasy football. Get my mind off this nonsense because it is a little bit of a nonsense. When you're two outs, bases empty away from, and a two-run lead, I might add, from uh, another victory over the Chicago Cubs and two consecutive shutouts, three consecutive shutouts overall for this Brewer pitching staff, and then all hell breaks loose. I, I, it's going to be a while. I can promise you this before I get over this loss. And I don't know if there's an easy explanation to it. This is one of those days, you guys uh, that have listened to me many, many years, you know, a lot of people can, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying cry, cry me a river or anything like that, but I'm just telling you the way it is from my perspective. I am so emotionally attached to this Brewers baseball organization since I've been a little kid. It, I take this tough. I take it rough and hard. I do. And it, and it takes me a while to get over things like this. It does, and it shouldn't be like this. It's, it's, in a weird way, it's part of the fun. It's part of the, my love of that organization because winning isn't as sweet if you don't have things like this. And I understand that. That doesn't make it any easier. And... Um, I have to do a radio show within seconds after a game like this. You get raw reaction. I'm not just going to sit here and do a, a, a plain old, uh, you know, neutral, numb sports talk show. I can't do that. I'm, I'm not, my, my emotions won't let me do that. Um, rejoicing on a, on a big win over the Cardinals or the Cubs or a playoff game or whatever it is, and just absolute heartbreak and disgust at times after a loss like this. So in that regard, if you think I'm a little out of bounds, you know, I, I can't help that. I, I can't. But I am just super moved by this. 
And you know what I mean. I am <laughs> that like that. Yeah. But there'll be better days, as someone once said. Oh, that was me. <laughs> I should listen to Austin. Shouldn't I listen to my smile, Milwaukee? There'll be better days if you didn't like the outcome. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, we'll smile later. <laughs> it's tough to smile. Okay, after now this now one. I'm crossing my fingers that Craig Council just doesn't say anything that I vehemently disagree with, which he does occasionally. There's a very good chance that he might. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, let's let's. let's I'm just get going to out that. on a limb. I'm not for sure, but okay, after a loss like that, I'd, I'd have to think that there's a good chance. Yeah, this uh, just just tell me it was a big loss. That's what I want to hear. Just tell me that this was a huge loss because it was. You're up two zip, bases empty with one out, and you're the National League reliever of the year two consecutive years on to lock down a victory and another shutout. This is crazy how it happens like this, but only in a Cub Brewer series. I didn't think two was going to be enough, and I should have just, I should have just listened to myself throughout the game. Two's I don't think going to be enough. Two is not going to be enough. It doesn't appear it's going to be enough. Ah, oh, it'll be enough, Tim. No, it's not going to be. You got Devin Williams, Josh Hader. It doesn't sound like it's going to be enough. It doesn't seem like it's going to be enough. All right, let's hear from Craig Council next. You're listening to the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. My name is Tim, and I'm mad. And uh, we'll be back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shaden Blind Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. Yeah, don't look now, but uh, everything was going just right, and uh, the Brewers' offense has now scored three runs in the two games, the Cubs four. I, it's just like that it changes, doesn't it? Adam McAlvey from MLB.com, Brewers.com, will join us in just a couple of minutes after a Brewers' uh, stunning loss here, and it was. It really was. 4-2 the final. We'll go inside the box, too. That'll be quick. Uh, but right now, let's hear from manager Craig Council. Craig, is that just a matter of poor location, you think, for Josh? The Hayward, I don't know if you had a good view yet of the Hayward pitch, but it just looked like kind of down the middle. Yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, he just, um, you know, not, not where he wanted to throw it. Um, and um, you know, guy put a good swing on it. So, I mean, it, hitters are going to make you pay for mistakes. Craig, I'm, I'm guessing until the ninth, you couldn't have been happier with your bullpen game. Uh, you knew you were going to have to use certain guys, and they all came through to the ninth. Yeah, we, we the, the you know through eight innings, we pitched very, very well. Brent did a heck of a job um, getting us through three innings. Freddie and then Eric and Alex got some some big outs um, as well. So we, it, it went as good as we could have hoped, and we put ourselves in good position, and you know it just didn't work out in the end. You got the one swing from Ryan. It looked like it would be enough. You know, Hendricks, again, was tough. Didn't allow much, but Ryan put a good swing on not a terrible pitch. Yeah, we, we you know, it was, there was not much offensively for us. Um, you know, other, probably the ninth was our best other scoring opportunity other than the, the first of Ryan's homer. So, you know, we, we still got to do better at creating scoring opportunities and putting runs on the board. Um you know, we, we faced a tough customer tonight for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we, we had 
you know, we, we couldn't, we just didn't create many chances against them. When we, when we, Craig, when we talked to Josh a lot this year about his increased slider usage, he said he thought hitters were sitting on his fastball last year too much. And, and he had been really good at keeping the ball in the park too. It's, it must've made this kind of stunning to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he hasn't given up a homer yet. So, um, I mean, he had given up two hits coming into today's outing. So yeah, he, he's pitched extremely well. He had one outing of, you know, where he lost command, but, um, that wasn't an issue tonight. Tonight was just some pitches, like you said, found the middle of the strike zone. So, um, you know, I think, you know, balls down, you know, if you're throwing balls, balls down the middle are going to get hit They're, You know, I think no matter who we, who you are, um, out there, it's, you get, you don't get, you don't get a pass for those pitches. Craig, even though his, he's been so dominant for most of the season, he shared with us last night that 2020 has been tough on him, just getting his body ready after the quick summer camp. Um, can you share with us where you think he is just in terms of, you know, the great Josh Hader that you saw the last couple of years? Is he fighting through this a little bit more than the numbers maybe suggest? Yeah, I mean, it, what's difficult to assess about it is we're, we're at, you know, 14 innings. Um, so we're, we're at such a small number of innings. So it's, it's, I mean, I don't, and I don't even know what's, I don't know how to assess that really. I mean, I think it's, um, you know, I mean, I guess we, we always measure it by results. The results I think have been, you know, he, he's had say 14 outings. I would say 14 of them, 13 of the 14 coming in tonight were, were pretty darn good. Do you still feel like you're in good shape for tomorrow with how your bullpen was able to get you through today? Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, there's going to be some guys down, but, um, um, you know, the, the couple guys were pretty efficient. They'll, they'll be able to bounce back tomorrow and we'll have to use some different guys, but, um, and, and we need a good start from Adrian, but, uh, but I think we're in good shape. Yeah. Craig, what have you learned about Eric Yardley just in terms of like, is he a back-to-back -back guy just in, he seems to have pretty efficient, quick innings. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Eric's been a really kind of, I'd call him the unsung hero of the bullpen this year. Um, kind of quietly, really, really done a nice job. Um, and he's, he's definitely, you know, he'll, he'll be available tomorrow. I'm, I'm sure of it. So he's, um, He's been solid. I mean, that's that's the best way to describe it. He's been just really solid for us and um, and and effective. Craig, one other good thing tonight was Devin Williams looked like he was really fighting. Maybe his release point in the middle of that, kind of talking to himself on the mound. It, it looked like he sort of got himself together middle in the middle of an inning, which I don't know that he's had to do very much this season. Yeah, I mean. Look, I, th I think we're we're setting the bar at perfection there. I mean, there's like there's gonna be there's gonna be runners on. He he had a heck of an inning still. Um, so, you know, he 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 walked a guy, um, punched out a bunch of guys. So I, I mean, I think he he fell behind a bunch of hitters tonight. But um, you know, he also threw some great changeups tonight too. Again, so. Um, you know, I mean, I think every time out there, when you're, when you're that young into your big league career, you're going to, you're going to learn things about yourself. You're going to learn how you have to get through innings. You're going to learn how to make adjustments. And, and that's what Devin's doing.
It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power on the web at liuna113.org. Yeah, really the only uh, piece of uh, information here in terms of numbers that I'm going to read here is the pitching line for Josh Hader because it wasn't good. One inning, four hits, four runs, all earned, and a loss. Yep. He should get the blown save and the and the loss <laughs> at the same time, but I don't think that's how it works. Uh, there's your inside the box. Adam McAlvey is going to try and heal us up just a little bit and give us some positives. And I want to ask him where on the uh, on the toughness scale is how tough was this loss? So I want to get to Adam next. Uh, still, uh, you know, in the midst of a playoff chase, but I know that sounds weird coming off of a uh, tough loss like this, but that's the reality of it. The Brewers uh, now still own the season series five games to four with one to play tomorrow. Look at that. Just like that, the Cubs can uh, even up the series 5-5. Wow. And how big of a start is Adrian Hauser tomorrow? Huge. I'll ask Adam that as well. So, baby, Shade and Blind postgame show, a stunner tonight. Brewers fall 4-2. We'll be back on the fan. Let's get the latest on the crew from insider Adam McCalvey. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the only station Brewers fans need. Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You know, I'm still stunned after this loss here. There's no no question about that. And uh, the Brewers are still in a playoff chase. There's, there's no doubt about that as well. But it doesn't make it much easier. I mean, they were in the uh, driver's seat. And more times than not, it's going to be a Brewers victory. But that's one of the weird things about this game of baseball. In a strange way, it's all part of the, quote, fun um, let's talk more about that on the great Midwest bank hotline from MLB.com brewers.com, Adam McCalvey, Adam, I'll tell you, you and I have done some shows after some crushing losses and, and they're always worse for me, at least when it's to the hands of the Chicago Cubs, but on the tough loss meter for you, <laughs> where does this one lie? Well, it's definitely their toughest loss this season because they hadn't lost when leading after eight all year, and then to see them lose um, on a two-out, two-strike pitch to a left-handed hitter by Josh Hader, it's just pretty stunning. So, you know, I don't think you can expect an outcome like that with Hader on the mound, even if he hasn't been, like, lights-out dominant, just blowing through these outings, Josh Hader, this season. It's been a little bit different for him. He's pitched a lot more than he had to in years past. But still, I mean, the numbers, 29 other teams would love to have this guy on the mound in the ninth inning of a 2 nothing game, and to see it get away is pretty jarring. Yeah, no no doubt. And and I know you, you've you talked to Josh a million times and, and, and in my conversations with him. I, I don't know if I've ever really posed it to him like this. And he will tell you, hey, just give me the ball, I'll pitch wherever they want me to. I've said this from the start, Adam, I just think he's such a weapon in the multiple-inning role. And and I know maybe they were forced to use him as a closer here for lack of personnel in the in the back end. But have you ever point blanked him on that, uh, whether or not it was a closer or a you know chameleon role for Hater? Yeah. 
Oh no, you're never going to get the real answer to that um, because he'll he is literally like I I believe him too. He doesn't care. He just says, "Give me the ball, and I'll try to get out." And everybody says that, but for him, I really don't think he thinks much yeah. beyond that. Um, so I mean, it's an it's an interesting debate to have. Where is he most valuable for that beginning part of his career? You know, Council would uh, go round and round with us about you know, the fact that they felt like this multi-inning with multiple days of rest role was the way to go with him. Then that kind of changed, you know, when they lost Corey Knable. Now this year with Phelps and Devin Williams, they had some options, but they've continued to use Hayter in this role. So it's it's worthy to debate. But, I mean, results-wise, again, he's been he's been really good this year, even if it looks a little bit different. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And and he is. Uh, by the way, I, I need to add in as as pissed as I was earlier, um, starting to settle down a little bit. Uh, but he is the, the reigning National League reliever of the year. What is it? Two consecutive years now. So I mean, yeah. you you do feel as you started out, you do feel uh, decent more times than not with him on the hill. I wonder, uh, Adam, and I'm not I'm not necessarily blaming Narvaez because the pitcher gets the the final word on what pitch he wants to wants to throw, but. I have a, as big a problem with the O2 fat pitch to Rizzo than I do with the with the Hayward. They're, they're equal to me. Your thoughts on that pitch to Rizzo? Well, Rizzo, I think that for the hit was a slider, wasn't it? it yeah, I think yeah, Rizzo yeah, yeah. hung on a slider. Yeah, but that's that should have been up and in fastball and maybe try and get himself out. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can do that with Hater. It's, the, the problem is, it's like two plus 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 pitches. Um, so when executed, uh, is he's going to have the result he wants so many more times than not. I don't know. Uh, you know, he credited Rizzo for just staying on a pitch and dunking it into the outfield. The one with Hayward, I mean, Josh Hader definitely stood up and said that was a mistake. Yeah. It was supposed to be in. He put it sort of down and in on the edge of the strike zone, right where a left-handed hitter loves it. I mean, you can't you can't miss there, and Hayward made him pay. So, you know, look, it's hard to, especially with a guy like Josh Hader, to question pitch selection because they're both such good pitches. So, like when a guy hits it, I, you can definitely say he should should have done something else. But still, when executed, uh, I would probably take the math of Josh Hader's uh, likelihood of success. Yeah, Adam McAlvey here on the Baby Shade and Blind Post Game Show. Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Brewers fall to the uh, Chicago Cubs four two, and uh, it it doesn't get any easier from here, Adam. I know this is a crazy season, but ones like me and you know me, I'm always going to stick with. There's hope, and there is because it's a sideways season like this. That's why it is a tougher loss than you would imagine. With the Bucks bowing out the way they did, I think some more attention has been put on this Brewer team. Your, your thoughts, I mean, they've got, what, now 17 games and 15 days remaining. I mean, is their offense good enough to get them through? I, I like their pitching overall, Adam. I think they've done a decent job. Yeah, and I think the offense has been better lately. Today you're facing Kyle Hendricks, the guy who shoved on opening day when we thought nobody was going to be stretched out. He went all nine and, and shut him out at Wrigley Field. So I, that is an outlier to me. I, the off, I think they're encouraged by some of the offense lately. And, you know, Tim, the, the storyline lately is this positivity train that the Brewers are trying to push. And they're wearing 
T-shirts, this is like right up the Tim Allen alley where they're trying, you know, every team is trying to generate like good vibes because they're hard to find in 2020. And for the Brewers, it's these T-shirts and the idea of the positivity train. And, I mean, tonight's the night to test whether that can stay on the rails because they've worked really hard to get a good feeling going, and they've played a little bit better lately. And, you know, does one loss completely wipe you off the tracks? I guess that's going to be what the, you know, the test in the next couple of days and, and five games and three days against the Cardinals will certainly test the pitching staff. Yeah, it's a positivity train wreck tonight is what it was. because, <laughs> And that's going to test that. It really is. And I like that. You know, as you said, you know me. I smile Milwaukee, and, and I have a tough time. I'm not doing a show tomorrow because of this loss. I, I just already notified Damn, the wow. powers. I'm not kidding you. I was, I'm telling you I had a headache, my stomach hurt, and my bowels were, were loosening. Uh, all of that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little more detail than we all want. But I will say that you are not alone in, in – Oh, the one thing that has come out throughout this whole process is that this is this is tough for everybody. I mean, I think it's tough for fans, and it's about not being able to go to the park. It's about the Bucks bowing out. It's about you know the world seeming upside down. And I'm telling you, it's the same for the baseball players. And you can say they're millionaires; they're they should be immune to all the stuff that all the rest of us are feeling. But, but they're not, and I think we're learning more and more as these guys talk and open up. This has all been really tough, and, and Josh Hader himself talked about that last night after a good outcome and a one nothing Brewers win. That it is just, for him personally, this has been, it's, it's just hard getting going after a short camp, um, and I think the hitters are feeling it. You see that reflected in the numbers. I think for everybody, this is just, you know, it's a 60-game season that feels like about a 260-game season. And it shouldn't feel that way, but it does. And everybody is trying to deal with it. And, look, the way they're trying to deal with it lately is this, this idea of positivity when things are sort of upside down. Um, and like I said, I think tonight's a test of that. Final, final thing for you, Adam. I, uh, I love the book. I, I really do. Um, and, it, and it's in my home studio right underneath the, the boom stand, uh, my microphone. It's, it's just propped up. It's it's. Honest, honestly, it's a very, very cool book, and and all uh, hardcore. And even if you're not a uh, Brewer fans, you want you want to get something for Christmas. I mean, that's the deal right there. Let me ask you this: I talked a little bit about this on the On Deck show, and kind of uh, attributes uh, your book and and connects the dots here. Uh, I've noticed in the last, let's say, five to seven years, and I really am interested in your thoughts, managers and and coaches and players now acknowledge fans more so than even when I started this job 15 years ago. I mean, 15 years ago, I remember uh, some years ago, Luke Croy made mention, Ned Yost made mention, ah, we, you know, we don't hear the fans too much. So they don't have that big of an impact. Have you noticed, though, lately, like say within the past 10 years, that the fan bases are being acknowledged so much more than in years past? Have you noticed that? I don't know that I have, Tim, but just in hearing you talk about it, one, here's a theory. Maybe these players feel more connected to the fans because of social media. So many of them are on social media, and so much of it is ugly, but a lot of it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys here, you know, Manny Pena said how thankful he was to hear kind words from fans when he was coming back from his knee surgery. And Brandon Woodruff has heard a lot of nice things with the birth of his, his daughter. So, 
I don't know. That's this is my off the cuff theory about why maybe there's a, a greater connection. And I'll tell you, if anyone felt unconnected to fans, I think after 2020, they're not going to feel that way anymore. I mean, Craig Council made a comment today that one of the things he feels is happening is, uh, I, I forget the exact context, but it, it was like, without the fans there, there's less, or how did he word it? Like, it's, it's the, different. the accountability and, from the fans is yes, missing, yes. or something like that. The word accountability was used from fans in the stands, and I thought that was really interesting. That's something Ned Yost would never say. Never. And and so, I, and I agree. I agree with that. I've noticed it more so with Craig Council, maybe than than anyone else. That you know, I it's, well, it took me guy, back. Right? A little I mean, bit. he's connected to the history of this team and the community and all that stuff. Well, we I wanted to, I wanted to take credit for a couple of wins, Adam. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> we make a difference. We do, uh, Adam. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they 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 before the ninth inning tonight, they really felt like they had something good. Wow happening and it was you know just up and down the lineup a couple of guys Yelich before these last couple of games had some good things going and Keston Hira and Ryan Braun being back healthy so again this this is the test is whether one night can wash all that out or whether they can come back tomorrow and play a good game and and whether Adrian Hauser can pitch a good game because he's not been pitching well and um, it's a huge game with, with five games and three days ahead. Hauser's got to go out and get some innings for him tomorrow. Yeah, he really does. Adam, always a pleasure, man. Good luck with the book. Uh, thank you, Tim. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, yeah, you got it. And it really is. I'm not just, I'm not just Adam, thanks. I, I, to our listeners here, I, I'm not just blowing smoke here. It is, uh, Austin, have you seen it? Have you seen, seen the book? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it is such a cool thing. I mean, you're a Brewer fan. Uh, it goes over the 50 years, and it's it's just super cool. All right, uh, there's Adam McAlvey, MLB.com, Brewers.com. He joined us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion all grown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on The Fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. Didn't get a chance running short on time on uh, hearing uh, Adam's, well, his thoughts on Brawny really peacocking that home run. (laughs) I mean, that's what I love about the dude. I mean, he's got some swagger to him. He does. Uh, There's your spark of the game. Uh, Ryan Braun's uh, two-run shot off Hendricks. uh, In theory, put the Brewers in the driver's seat, especially once it got to the late innings, but we all know what happened with Josh Hader in that ninth inning. There's your spark of the game with Current Electric. Call current.com. All right, we're going to go inside the clubhouse up next. We're going to hear from Josh Hader. Yeah, I mean, you uh, you put it on a tee. For a veteran like Hayward, he's going to make you pay, and that's what happened tonight. Uh, we'll check the scoreboard and see what the Cardinals did and see where we'll check the standings, and, uh, yeah, we'll do that stuff. <laughs> that's next. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show on The Fan.
It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game. On the fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, there'll be better days, but uh, today a rough one at Miller Park as the Brewers fall 4-2 in Game 2 of this three-game set. And again, you could say, well, win the game tomorrow and you take the series, and that'd be great. Don't, Don't get me wrong. It'd be good. Don't get me wrong. It could have been great if you hang on to win this ball game. Josh Hader, four hits, four runs earned in the ninth inning. And that is just a tough pill to swallow when you had him shut out through 17 innings in the series. And looking up and down that Cub lineup offensively, hey, their their uh, batting averages are, are not good either. So you just uh, the floodgates opened up, man, and it got them. Uh, let's hear from Josh Hader after this tough Brewers loss. Josh, where were you trying to go with that pitch to Hayward? I was trying to go inside. Um, obviously, I'm not sure where it went, um, but I'm going to assume it probably was down and in. Some of, probably a good pitch for him to just drop the barrel on. For whatever reason, Josh, it seems like that's where the lefties like the ball, doesn't it? Down and in, we see that a lot. It maybe more so than right-handed hitters, it seems like. Yeah, you know, it's just a pitch that they're easy to – it's probably their best pitch to handle because, uh, you know, obviously it's more of a reaction pitch and you don't have to adjust the barrel too much to that pitch. It's just a natural lefty swing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much if you ask any lefty, that's probably – 10 out of 10, their pitch. It's It's been such a crazy season for you so far. A lot of mostly ups and just a couple of downs. Um, how hard will this be to bounce back from? Oh, it won't be too hard. You know, obviously uh, it is what it is. It's, it's part of the game. You know, you're going to have days where you're uh, – you know, you're looking good, and there's days where you're going to give up runs. You just got to continue to move forward. I mean, that's one of the things that I try to do personally is not, you know, dwell on too much on the good or bad, just continue to move forward. Um, you know, obviously, it's kind of hard, especially uh, right now, you know, being in such a close chase and, you know, obviously being in the same division um, as these guys, you know, that's a, that's a big, big loss for us. So, um, you know, really just go back to it tomorrow and uh, and get after it and, you know, just – Wipe it clean. How did you feel out there? Did you the sense early on that maybe you didn't have your typical stuff, or did you think it was fine except for a few pitches? Or how were you yeah, feeling? I mean, I think it was. I think it was good. Obviously, um, you know, I, I made two mistakes. Uh, I mean, you can't really do n- nothing about the the blue pits over first, or uh, you know, Rizzo obviously staying on that slider and, and just flaring it out in the outfield. Um, but you know, obviously the the Hayward at bat, that's the one that that crushed it the most. You know, obviously. Uh, leaving it in his swing path and and really, um, you know, giving him a pitch to do damage on. Josh, those guys in front of you, the bullpen, you know, considering Brett got scratched, you know, just before the game, it was a heck of an effort, wasn't it, by the bullpen to piece together nine innings? Oh, yeah, it was unreal. Uh, you know, obviously, Cedar coming in, doing what he does. And uh, just to follow along with that with Freddie and, and Claudio and then uh, Devin, you know, those guys and, and Yard, too, um, you know, those guys, 
have been a big piece to us, you know, taking the ball whenever, um, you know, and, and figuring out ways to get outs and, and keep the you know game tight. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on the fan. We typically focus on the NL Central here, and we know what happened with the uh, Brewers and the Cubs, obviously a 4-2 uh, loss for the Brewers. But uh, Austin, Texas, we'll bring you in here. Uh, what's going on with the Cardinals? That's, that's, uh, that's the te- another team they're chasing. Yeah, the Cardinals and Reds are still in play. Unfortunately, the Cardinals have a 7-1 to lead in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, so the Brewers will, if that holds, fall back to five games out of first place and then two games behind the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So, I mean, you're going to have to have uh, some ground made up here, but that's a two-game swing if you're still looking at first place, which, again, you know, stranger things have happened, but... Um, you know, you, you may have the uh, knockout blow of the division if the Cubs win tomorrow because you're looking at, you know, some, some what, um, 17 games left, uh, 16 after tomorrow. And if you were down by six games, that's, that's almost impossible with no head-to-heads. And that, that's the key there. You're, you're done with the Cubs uh, potentially until the postseason. But uh, a tough one tonight for sure. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. I um, appreciate you guys hanging in there and, and uh, <laughs> going through the emotions with me because this this season has been sideways, and I understand that. But, again, as we've been walking you through the entire season, 17 games remaining in uh, 15 days, got a couple of double headers coming up. It is possible that they do a deeper run in the playoffs. It is only because... Not because it's it's uh, you know it's just a, a baseball season because it is a crazy baseball season. You're seeing these averages down, not just for the Brewers, other teams as well. You're seeing um, some pitchers really take advantage of a season like this, and that is a guy like Corbin Burns, another guy that's going to have to turn things around. His season's headed in the wrong direction, and that is uh, Adrian Hauser tomorrow's starter. Alec Mills will go for the Cubs, but Adrian. Uh, with a about a five and a half ERA, that's headed in the real wrong direction. Especially since you went a bullpen game today with the scratch of Brett Anderson, uh, you went with uh, Suter and uh, Freddie Peralta, and then you used your your mid to late guys after that: Yardley, Claudio, Williams, Hader. As as you know, um, you're going to have to have a deeper run from Adrian Hauser. He may have to take one for the team, especially looking at the double headers on Monday. Don't be surprised if you're following football tomorrow and if things go haywire with Hauser, he may have to take one for the team. You may see a lot of Ernie's if he's not on tomorrow and just chew up some innings. That's just the way you're going to have to do it. Invest in some uh, arm uh, freshness, if you will, into uh, Monday's doubleheader. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. We'll get you on deck, uh, ready to go for game three. That's at noon tomorrow. Something else is happening at noon. I can't remember either. Okay, it'll come to me at some point. <laughs> is there a football team that plays tomorrow? I, th- I think maybe. Maybe there's a game. We'll get you on deck. Uh, game three, Brewers-Cubs. The series on the line, the rubber match tomorrow. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show at noon, as I said. Prior to that, though, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 10. Can't wait for this. Get back in the in the cockpit for uh, Fantasy Football Weekly, served up by West Bend Sausage Plus. The first full week of games here and 
Uh, we will get you the injury reports. We'll check the weather in the outdoor stadiums. I was just taking a peek at the weather at some of the stadiums earlier today, and it looks decent. There's some rain uh, in some of those games, but we'll get you all caught up. 11 o'clock, we'll take your phone calls. Grade your team if you want, as uh, I've been playing fantasy football since 1988. I know, olden days of fantasy football. Austin, good job tonight. Uh, there'll be better days, guys. Um, yeah. We, we hope. No, there will be. 17 games left in the 2020 championship season. Appreciate you tuned in. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll see you tomorrow morning on Fantasy Football Weekly. And despite the outcome, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back at some point. Smile. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.